And then I traveled through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, past the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. Again, everybody, my name is Mike Cisneros. We'd like to welcome you to the voice of Cincy Craft, Cincy Brewcast. I am joined today once again by the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the gnarly gnome. Gnome, welcome to the program. Good to be back. Thank you. And uh, not here today, unfortunately, is uh, Tina Cisneros. She's on assignment at the Overlook Lodge in Pleasant Ridge making high-quality craft cocktails for the masses. So uh, she will be joining us once again next week. And uh, we'd like to wish everybody, as we used our um, the open for uh, with the uh, Elf reference uh, for the holidays last week at our um, holiday extravaganza at Braxton, and we use it again. It's still the holiday season, so we'd like to wish everybody listening out there a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and season's greetings from Cincy Brewcast. And uh, before we go any further, I think, uh, Gnome, I, I think we need to put the holiday extravaganza that we had last week at Braxton to bed. Uh, I am was absolutely flabbergasted. We did not announce the amount that we earned, that we earned, that we that we got for um, the St. Joseph's Orphanage on the program. We were running a little bit over time, so we didn't have a chance to do that. But you tell us. I think it was uh, $810. $810 from all of our craft beer friends. And and there's, there's if you started to profusely thank everybody that participated uh, in the program last week, we'd we'd have to we'd have to schedule another program because it was it was just so gratifying first of all all of the craft beer partners all of our craft beer friends uh you know and again to try to name them all would be uh, to risk missing somebody and we don't want to do that uh it would probably be easier to mention maybe who didn't who (laughs) didn't we won't we won't do that either But uh, <laughs> such a great, such such a great uh, response from them, and then such a great response from our listeners. We had lots of listeners, lots of friends, people phenomenal. that had been on the program before, uh, people that were joining us for the first time. Um, uh, people like uh, Brian, Kathy, and Garrett Hickey from Streetside, uh, Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant, who are getting ready to come online here in the next year ish. Uh, and so uh, we were so happy to talk to them and a lot of our old friends from Lisa Graham, John Bent, uh, Shane Brammer, and Scott Lau joined us during our quiz program so that was it was really cool and and some of the people we didn't get on uh included mario pastura who did our new shirts uh it was so nice to see him and just a great uh, uh great we'd like to thank the braxton family or the braxton family the rouse family at braxton well, the braxton uh, family well, I think yeah, it's too, pretty much uh, i'd like to be part of that i think we might be <laughs> sometimes after. i feel like i am <laughs> sometimes i, I feel like i am which is a good thing uh so once again such a such a great response from everybody and uh, gosh, I can't. And and I would be really remiss if I didn't really single out Tina Cisneros and Mrs. Gnome because they're the ones that sort of ran the auction the slash hard raffle, the, the hard part, the part that was that was took 
you know, time to do. And Tina did that as well as being part of the show. So, (laughs) so she did Yeoman's work and that was, uh, it was really, really spectacular. Leaps and bounds, um, a a more successful event than I, you know, was thinking it was going to be. It was just, just to see the turnout that, that, that came in there. I, um, I hung out there for a while afterwards and was talking to some of the bartenders and they said it was one of the best Sundays that they've ever had. Um, in the tap room so far, which you know, kind of, I don't, I don't know if you can take uh, credit for that, but I like to think we helped. Well, take it, credit so. for the early part. We know right. the Bengals were on in the afternoon at, at uh, four twenty-five, uh, but we did, we did get a few of our, a lot of our good friends in there, and right. they're drink, beer drinking folks. So. That's right. <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was. Um, I definitely can't wait to do it again next year. So I'd also be remiss if we didn't discuss the holidays. I assume. No, you and the missus had a wonderful holiday uh, here. And by the way, I would also uh, be completely off base if I didn't mention that we are emanating to you this afternoon from or, and in this evening from the from the gnarly from gnome the gnarly tavern. tavern. So we're playing a gnome game today here on Cincy Brewcast, and uh, the house was very festive. You guys looked like you had a great time. It was it was busy, but it was fun. We we like Christmas so. And I think we're going to enjoy some of the spoils today from both mine and your Christmas. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, um, and so without further ado, we will check out and root around and see what we can pull. From the beer fridge. And uh, we, we've got some great we've got some great stuff. And one of the things is I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the air before, but I took um, uh, we did not come to you on the 14th of December because uh, I was just returning from a uh, trip that I took to Los Angeles to bring my son Mike back, uh, who was doing a college uh, program out in LA uh, and was very successful. And with that, and I stopped on the way and I bought, I stopped various places that, that we were able to stop on the road. We drove, we, I flew out and we drove a car back and I was able to stop in a couple of different places. And I got a couple, I got a couple of things from uh, the LA area. One was an Elysian, which which I presented to you uh, at the uh, sh- at the uh, extravaganza last week as a holiday, my holiday gift to you, and uh, that was a winter, I think a winter. Yes. Uh, and then the other thing I picked up in LA is a Firestone Walker Union Jack IPA, which I'd never seen before. I've seen a couple of the other Firestone had a couple of the other Firestone. I've heard uh, good things about it, I've but uh, so uh, without uh, any further ado, let's uh, give it a shot. It was it was chilling. I don't know how much how how chilled it is now, but oh man, it comes right out of the bottle. Talking to you, sir. Thank you very much. Again, this is the oh, it smells wonderful. Firestone Walker Union Jack from Firestone Walker out in uh, California, seven and a half percent ABV. Lots of that nice dank aroma that I think you. Uh... But there's like a nice, um, there's still some bready kind of, some some kind of malt um, breadiness too in the aroma, which you don't typically get from those big West Coast style IPAs all the time. Yeah, it's got that, it's got that pine, that resinous uh, taste that's so, uh, and, and aroma that is so, um, uh, typifies the uh, oh, California-style, West Coast-style IPA. Um, 
It's called Union Jack, so it is certainly an homage to the uh, original British IPAs. And it does have a little bit, I think, milder uh, hop characteristic than you'll find in a lot of the West Coast styles. You can still tell it's from California. It still has a nice bitterness on the back of the tongue, too. And uh, a little bit uh, less uh, color, a little bit more of a uh, of a golden color, which again would be reminiscent of the of the uh, British IPA. But it's got a gorgeous big head and thick lacing on it and stuff too. It's a it's a really pretty beer to look at. We got it at the Vaughn. So I was telling telling you before that we started the show. We got it at the Vaughn supermarket, which was about a mile, mile and a half from from where my son was living, uh, there in Burbank. I mean, right down the street from like the Warner Brothers Studios right. and all that. And uh, and and it was it was nine ninety nine. But if you had a Vaughn's Saver card or whatever it was, it was six ninety nine. So <laughs> can't be that price. No, for for something like this, if somebody for, had this up here and was selling it up here to you know in the secondary market, it would be a little more expensive than that, I imagine. Well, we don't do that here at Cincy Brewcast. Yeah. We keep it all for ourselves. That's right. Ah, so this that's phenomenal. That is very very good. I, I was really looking forward to trying it. So, um, well, really, Tina's going to be jealous. Too, let's roll sure into um, this uh, main brewing company, Zoe. Um, which main brewing company is kind of new here in uh, in the Cincinnati market, but it's You're the a Green Army Man uh, bottle opener, which is very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry we're not uh, we're not uh, periscoping. periscoping either. We 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 thought since this is kind of a uh, a, a special special <laughs> show, so, well, you, it'll all make sense once it's all together. But and Tina's not here, so it, it didn't seem right to to to, to periscope. So. Right. Um, so this is the the Zoe, which is a um, a hoppy amber, I believe. Our happy hoppy amber, and uh, bottle says, "Do it's right, smile, uh, drink this beer fresh." So, gladly. I have not gotten to try this yet Wolf. either. So it's pretty. A very, uh, a very, very dark brown color. Uh, you say those. You, you told me those little bubbles that I get on my glass is 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 it soap or is is it? It's something. Is it some residue? Something. It could be dust. It could be soap. It could be oils from your fingers. It could be anything. Which um, that's probably a whole other show at some point to talk about. Um, now this. How, now this you said hoppy brown. It smells like an IPA. I mean, it really does. Our happy, I mean, happy amber. Hoppy amber. It smells like an IPA, but it, it does have some of that um, that real rich, nutty, bready kind of aromas that you would get from like a red IPA or um, something like that. Yeah, I'm picking that up now. Oh, and the flavor. Too. I mean, the flavor across the tongue is just is is a, a brown ale, uh, amber ale flavor. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's you can't you can't mistake it for an amber ale until the very end. The hops kind of come you, in into the bitter bitter part in the back. Wipe it all off afterwards. That's that's fun. But not a lot of uh, not a not a lot of aftertaste either. It's 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 real clean. It goes mm. down clean. I could drink a lot of this. How much? What's the ABV? <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think I might have snagged the last bottle. This is one that you'll see in, in just regular stores, but uh, 7.2, that might be dangerous. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the back of the bottle, it's, it says, On a rainy fall day in 2009, my five-year-old daughter Zoe and I hmm. were wandering the streets in Bar Harbor, and I stumbled across the Whale Museum. Zoe loved it, put a smile on her face. Hopefully our ale will do the same for you. Cheers. Um, and there's some adopt a whale stuff on here. So and, and named after named after the brew, uh, the brewmaster's daughter. So yeah. that's a, that's very nice. I like stories on bottles like that where you kind of see yeah. the, where the beer came yeah. from, where the name came from. You know, it gives you more personality to the beer. I'm trying to remember if this did I have a did I have a main? I was at um, the um, Shoot, what is the rotisserie chicken place down in uh, over the Rhine? The Eagle. Uh, no, no. There's another place that just serves rotisserie oh, style chicken, I don't like know. baked, like that. I can't remember. I think I had a main brewing, or was that a Long Trail? I say I can't. I think it might have been a Long Trail. That's a, that's a main brewery too, isn't that correct? Uh, I think Long so. Trail. Yeah, somewhere. Maine or Delaware, maybe. So, I, I think Maine sounds right, but. I like this a lot. It's really solid. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good. I mean, it's a... I wish they wouldn't have called it a hoppy amber ale, because to me, this is just like a really good, solid amber ale. I guess it's probably hopped more than it's quote-unquote supposed to be. But. I mean, if you want to... I mean, I think, a, you know, I think the, the Mount Carmel amber is a pretty solid example of, of, of the style, and it's a lot more... It's got a lot more of the hop characteristic in it than something like that, but... Yeah. There's no mistaking it's an amber ale for right. sure. I mean, it's just that's really good. I'm glad I snagged that. I couldn't decide if and, I should grab this or the uh, the peeper. And I'm so happy that you shared. Yes. <laughs> In the spirit of the holidays. Absolutely. So we've gone from uh, about as far as you can get on the west coast. And then as far as you can get on the East Coast, we've spanned the nation uh, and started. Uh, and so we'll, we'll work from the outside to the middle. And what I've got here is something from Sonoran Brewing in uh, Phoenix. And it is a white chocolate. It's called W-H-T-C-H-C-L-T, white chocolate Um from Sonoring Brewing Company. I picked this up at a place. Total Wines, if you're ever in Tempe, Arizona. Total Wines anywhere is, is the place to go. Total Wines was the shit. So I got, had a decent humidor and just a shit ton of beer. I have found I you mean, do have to, when you're in there, watch the dates. On, it, I guess it depends on which store you're in. The, the stores that I've been in, I've, I've gotten some Now, where have you been, uh, where have you been uh, uh, to Total Wines? Charlotte, North Charlotte? Carolina. So it's a national cha- it's a national chain. Yes. Uh, the bottle. This bottle says, "Are you blanking serious? This tastes just like white chocolate, but it's not, or is it? Why worry <laughs> about the details of what it is or isn't when you can just sit back and enjoy all the things that make our white chocolate ale so damn delicious? While you're at it, let's think about all the cool stuff we did today or didn't do. Either way, this is the perfect time to find yourself. So here we are. I'm excited to try this. After um, was it two weeks ago that we did our uh, couple. Um, blonde stouts on the air the golden stouts the the penguin from rheingeist and the uh, white apparition from jackie o's and i think we all kind of fell in love with those um maybe not as stouts but as beers i think that they were um 
something different and something pretty special. So I'm really, really curious if this kind of falls in that category, if it's kind of its own thing. And then there's been... Um, oh, yeah. The... That's chocolate. <laughs> Ooh, with like a... With like a like a banana e, mm-hmm. a banana ester too. A little bit there, and it does. It pours. You know, it's kind of hazy, but it's um, definitely nice and golden, and uh, almost a little bit of a. Oh my! Oh my! There's somebody that's going to be really mad. I didn't save this to drink with her, <laughs> and that's Nancy, my wife. Oh. This is right down her alley. It does taste like white chocolate. And it's, but it tastes like white chocolate, like a white chocolate coated banana almost. And like I said, I, I get, I get banana out of it. So a little bit, and I wonder if that's a, if that's a yeast thing. Wow. I debated whether I should bring this. That's impressive. (laughs) Now you have an audio record of your drinking. Man, and it's just, it's real clean too. It doesn't cloy. It doesn't, it's not, it's not super sweet. Yeah. It's Uh, it's not a dark, which a lot of the chocolate beers want to do dark. And of course, Maverick at, at Taft's is, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's a really great beer. Um, but man, this is, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. It doesn't have that, you know, Maverick to me, um, it almost coats your mouth and it feels like that afterwards too. You feel like you were eating chocolate. Whereas this has that real clean finish, it uh, it's still definitely a, a beer first, you know it. And it has that it has it's 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 and it is white chocolate. I mean, whereas something like Maverick drinks like like dark dark chocolate, this is has a lighter flavor, a little bit sweeter flavor, and then it's just got that hint of the cocoa that would, white chocolate has. I, I would love to drink this with dessert, some kind of like you know fruity cheesecake or something like that i think oh man this is really good man so that's that is uh the white chocolate w-h-t-c-h-c-l-t sonoran brewing company phoenix arizona if you get the opportunity uh when uh, if and when you go out west if you go to phoenix or you go to tempe or any place in the state of arizona look it up um ah as I slop all over Nun's poker table. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll be finishing that one. I'll tell you what, we've got one more and we didn't grab enough sample glasses either. If you can talk for two seconds, I'll run and grab another couple glasses. I don't think I can talk for two seconds. There'll be total silence. <laughs> then just keep drinking. Um, I also picked up some beers in, uh, in Memphis, uh, which... Uh, will probably appear on a uh, later uh, show. I picked up some Yazoo Sioux, which is a smoked porter uh, in Memphis, as well as some local Memphis beers. I picked up some uh, Santan in, um, in in Tempe while we were there as well. I uh, picked up some um, uh, uh, Deep Ellum, Deep Ellum Dallas Blonde, in Dallas, while I had it stopped at a gas station, gas station, it was the only craft beer they had. <laughs> was was uh, was uh, deep. I picked up some lazy magnolia just because I went into a place looking for a craft beer that was the only well, one that we couldn't, we can't 
always get around here. Although I know I'm pretty sure Party Source has uh, Lazy Magnolia, I think the uh, southern southern pecan. Um, but it was either that or Founders or something, which you know. And who knows how long it's been sitting there? Right. Because I went up to the boy that was behind the counter. And he's like, he's like, what's this? Oh, I don't, I don't sell a lot of this. How much is that? <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me, son, how much <laughs> this is because I do not know. I had an experience one time, <laughs> and we might have talked about it. Um, I don't want to call the, the the city or the state or anything out to make people feel bad, but oh, I, don't um, care. I walked in the. Uh, um, the the liquor store in town and uh there was uh, a craft beer there that i've been looking for and so i went and i got my six pack and i brought or yeah it was a six pack brought up to the counter and oh you're buying this beer you know i don't know I, we bought a whole case of it and it's been taken forever for people to buy this stuff do you know this stuff costs ten dollars for a six pack <laughs> i we bought this i thought nobody is ever gonna buy this beer and he's went on and on and on and, oh yeah you know it's you know it's something special yeah. so, <laughs> it was it's you know, there's definitely some some pockets out there where oh, craft yeah. beer still is yet to infiltrate. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. This was this was uh, right outside of Texarkana, uh, just getting into the uh, just getting just just getting into the state of uh, of, of uh, Arkansas. In fact, uh, it, it was called the last chance, <laughs> the last oh, chance um, uh, uh, liquor store or whatever. So, uh, but anyway. Um, it, really interesting to see how it how craft beer translates and how it's uh, the 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 liquor store I stopped in in um, Memphis and oh the name escapes me the lady behind the place was so nice um, and uh, they had they had a great they had a great selection I picked up some uh, Bourbon County there and um, uh, and a couple of the bottles a couple of several of the local uh, and I picked up one I almost brought from. Um, uh, uh, Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, I, Kansas. Yeah, and, and, and the and the uh, the name escapes me there again, but I almost brought that. So this is tell us about this. This is from the Unknown Brewing Company. Um, back to the other side of the country again, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and it's Brown Ride Girl. It's the can says it's a hoppy, roasty, and smooth beer. Um, this beer will stay on your mind long after the, first, the last taste, like a song of the classic variety, which may or may not have inspired this beer. And there's a little legal mumbo jumbo to <laughs> probably not get a. Yeah. I smelled it as soon as I opened the can, too. You get lots of that dark bread from the, the rye. I don't think I've had this before. Get a little spice. It's nice and smooth and um, easy drinking again. Has that rice spice. Right. It is. 6.5%. I love their can designs there too at the Unknown Brewing Company. That's um, they've got some that are this real cool like flat black with just this green question mark on them for their uh, their logo made out of hops and some barley and um, it's a neat neat design that they're playing with. It's very good, and of course uh, that part of the country has become a real hotbed of oh, yeah. craft brewing. Uh, almost the entire state of North Carolina, Charlotte. 
and Asheville, and they've got a couple of the big national players in Asheville oh, yeah. right now, and um, so a great craft beer destination if you ever get the chance. Uh, definitely. There's some some neat little breweries down there too that you know don't package that you won't uh, you won't find up here. So it's definitely worth a drive down there. It's not too far from Cincinnati. So um, if you're ever looking for a nice little weekend trip. I think it should definitely be on your list. Excellent. So, Brown Ride Girl from the Unknown Unknown Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, listen. That's our... From the Beer Fridge. And if you you thought we were done drinking, we're not. We're never done drinking. (laughs) We're going to uh, bring you a segment that we recorded a couple of weeks ago um, about cellaring beer and uh, what the um, you know kind of what the do's and don'ts are uh, and we taste se- we taste several some that have been cellared some that have been not try to decide if we can discern any taste and what and why um, from you and know is it better is it, it yeah not is it better, better? Is, is it, it not better from, especially from a guy like me who is you know I, I you know I know what I like I'm not necessarily an expert like uh, we're going to bring that to you right after this on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. I'm only going to ask you this one time. Is the work that you turned in your own? I can't lie to you, Dean Martin. Yes, it is. I'm satisfied. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? How about you give me fresh beer? You serious? Now! Now! You have got midterms coming up. You haven't studied five minutes since you got here. From the beer fridge. Hey, Mike and the Gnome back with you here on Cincy Brewcast. And uh, we've uh, we been talking a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, about cellaring. And uh, whether you should cellar a beer, how long you should cellar a beer, whether you should drink it right away, whether you think it's... You know whether it's ready now. Uh, a lot like a lot like wines over over the many years, um, and it's it's kind of an argument <clears throat> um, with wine that was especially important with uh, known with uh, uh, 
with with the red wines. Right. Uh, white wines were meant to be drunk um, quickly. Sparkling wines obviously can be held for many years, but and and whether or not their character or whatever changes, I guess, is a question. But um, I I think the the biggest thing to to make known about all this is that there's no right or wrong with beer where you know that may not necessarily be true with wine i think you'll get people that are a little more militant about it but with beer if you want to drink your beer fresh drink it fresh well and i think brewers as well they no matter what kind of beer it is they brew it for it to be drink immediately but the question one of the, i guess the big question is whether or not a beer is improved at all does it does by it, selling does it change does yes. it something that you yes. like and and generally this this takes place with the darker beers with the stouts the russian imperial stouts anything that might be barrel aged or anything that might be um uh, you know, in, enhanced in some other way like that. Fla- f- flavored beers uh, get some get some play as far as that's concerned too. It, it tends to be easier with the darker ones. I think. Um, well, it's just it's 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 fun to experiment, and some of the fruit kind of drops out of some of the 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 fruitier beers. Some of the coffee and spices will drop out of stuff. The alcohol mellows over time. It just it just changes the beer, but. So in in that sort of in that in that vein, uh, the gnome has actually, and and it's it's very interesting. Before we started the segment, you said I've been waiting on this one for a whole well, year. Let's do uh, well, the other one. The other one we'll do first. We'll do one first where I've got actually a good comparison between a fresh and an aged beer. Right. Um, and it's one of my favorites. It's Old Rasputin. Well, that's and as as and as I've said many times, I think Old Rasputin is uh, a gold standard as far as the the, the Russian Imperial Stout style, uh, and and so you've got a fresh bottle and then one that's been basically cellared or aged or whatever for, for a year for about a year. Do you want me to tell you which one's which, or you just uh, want to kind of try? I, I, no, 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 I do not. I, I think I think a blind tasting on something like this is is really uh, warranted. So you know, but I don't. Yeah. So yes. Um. And again, just this beautiful black, creamy Here's bottle A. Um, and uh, just f- uh, for. Um, uh, I don't know, full disclosure, uh, we're drinking these out of uh, sort of brandy snifter style glasses, so uh, we can get the full, look at that head. It's just, a, this is this is just an amazing, amazing beer. Always has been, always will be. Uh, North Coast Brewing, uh, obviously, is the uh, brewer. Um, uh, chilled, but not, not ice cold. Yeah. Um, so, it's actually uh, temperature-wise probably pretty perfect. I have bottle A on my left, uh, bottle bottle B on my right. And, I uh, feel like just smelling it, I can tell the difference. Smelling now? Sniffing now? I don't know. I'm hesitant to say my, my notes until you do because I know which one's which. So some of the things you have to think about when you do sell a beer, um, we've always talked about how quote unquote cans are the superior packaging material because they, they prevent these enemies of beer from getting in there. And one of them being oxygen, 
when you have a bottle of beer with a, a crown cap, no matter how good it's sealed, some of that oxygen gets in there. And some of those um, oxidized flavors, I think, work well when you start talking about imperial stouts and things like that, which, you know, some people might disagree, but... Um, I've, I've cleansed my palate with some water. I mean, um, I can see, you can see a difference. At least in mine, I definitely can. With the head on the two beers. I don't know if you're quite getting it as much on those, but... Yeah, no, uh, no, I, I, I'm not. I, I, I can, I can see your beer. What you've got, you've got the one, the one in your left hand has much more head. The one in the right uh, does not. But mine sort of uh, have, uh, have, uh, do not. They, 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 see, they appear, be, appear to be the same head wise. <laughs> do you notice a difference in um, the aroma between one versus the other? No. But maybe my palate, I mean, I don't, Jesus, I, you know, I don't uh, necessarily claim to be an expert. Um, All right, so I'll just tell you straight, I know that. No, I, the one, to me, to me, they, they smell and taste identical. The one in my left hand is the fresh one. The one in my right hand is the aged one. Bottle A is the. Aged one. Aged one. Bottle B is the, the fresh. fresh one. So when I smell the the aged one, I get some of, there's a little bit of cardboard, which is that oxidized aroma. But I also get a little bit of like a soy saucy kind of. Whereas it's, it's in the fresh one, it almost comes off as fruity and clean and. I don't want to call it funk in the old one because it's not funky. It's just kind of like earthy almost, I guess, is a better way to describe Bottle it. Bottle A, the old one. Okay, when I take my time, concentrate, and really get down in the, in the glass, I agree that there is an aroma in this one that right. is not in the fresh one. There is a, there's an aroma in the older one that is not in the fresh one. Right. It's not, it is not off. It is not... Uh, offensive it's just something that develops over it's just time. something that develops over time which whether or not you and and this is the biggest thing that i think should be made known about when you start cellaring beer is don't take your only bottle of a beer and throw it in a cellar because then you don't know what you want it to be if you only have one bottle of a beer just drink it in my opinion i mean again this is all personal kind of stuff but I think personally I taste wise I think I prefer the fresh one right a, um, a year is a little long for this beer for me I like it more at like six months um, but I'd never tried one for longer so I had that one stashed in there and it's good no matter which one you drink, it's good. <laughs> There's no question about it. Of course, it is a gold standard of the Russian Imperial Stout style. Um, there's no question about it. Um, but the question, the question stands, in my opinion, is it may not be benefit something 
like this that's brewed to be, you know, uh, it's it's brewed to style. It's not uh, it's not barrel aged. It's not, uh, for want of a better word, adulterated in any way. But what about some of these? barrel aged these these barrel aged beers these big stouts these these i don't i don't i personally don't put it in any different category than those i think that yes this is brewed to style it's an imperial stout it's but that doesn't mean that it isn't going to age just as well as something like a bourbon barrel stout or something that's been you know stashed away for a while but it's personal preference. Well, we've got uh, another beer here that uh, you said and before we started this that you've been waiting on yes. for. You've been aging for a year, and you've been waiting on it. And uh, um, what do we got? This this is one that is definitely designed to be aged. They, they you know they they cap it, cap it with wax so that it's you know not going to get as much oxygen in there. It you know when you buy it, it says on the bottle best after dates and it's like don't drink it before here because it's meant to kind of mellow out a little bit um and then this is one that i've not had aged at all because it just moved into ohio last year with um it's uh deschutes so the abyss from 2014 oh, yes, yes um and i've not tried this year's with it yet which would have been fun but um and of course, the abyss is one of the, and, and this is probably another show or another another segment or whatever. And, I also and, think and, I just dropped wax in the bottle for the record. Oops, so well, if you get you know, some, we'll, we'll, you know, it'll make it a little chewy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, and the abyss is, I think, rated along with uh, a couple of other ones that uh, we've talked about as a, as a whale beer or a you know uh, one that people anticipate the release of and line up for uh you know akin to dark lord and uh bourbon county and um I, i'm sure in the near future uh, dark charge uh from braxton will be uh will be looked at in that in that light as well so i wish i had some of the uh the fresh version to try alongside this but it is jet black. <laughs> jet black, big, huge, one-inch thick head. Um, uh, drinking out of the uh, Braxton uh, sensor at glass am I, and and of course, uh, um, Gnome has his some uh, Hamburg. Hamburg, which is the new Braxton Dark Charge um, glass. This one, um, I get black licorice and yes. Maybe a little coffee, but it's mostly that black licorice, like a like a soft um, black licorice. It's like it's not harsh. Prune or raisin, uh, some like dark dark dried dried dark fruit. Prune raisin. Uh, My God, this I, this smells good just by itself. I don't even need to taste it. It smells amazing. When I um when I did try this fresh last year, um, the one thing that that I remember was that it was just it was hot. There was lots of alcohol there that just kind of dominated the entire flavor profile to me. So I'm curious here. Oh no, that's good. I still I, I I get a little of the hotness. 
but a little um, bit, but not. I would I would think that um, oh. fresh. This would be a lot more alcohol. It's just flavored. Yeah, a, little, it, a lot. It mellows hotter. it out. Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. Um, yeah, just lots lots of dark fruit in this. Uh, I, I get a I get a, um, a, a, a a sweet cherry, a black cherry. Um, I love this kind of beer. I mean, this, oh, man, this, this kind of beer is really really amazing. Oh yeah, this is. This this may be a new uh, standard in my cellar. Uh, yeah, those of you that because I, I know lots of people seek it out. I know lots of uh, uh, craft beer aficionados um, love this beer. Um, it's obviously for good reason. It is it is top flight, absolutely top flight in every way. So, so with beer cellaring, um, you know, I. Anybody can start a seller, and I think that I think sometimes people get overwhelmed by the thought of the the term seller. You know, they picture some kind of dark hole in their basement with some cedar shelves, and you know that kind of. It doesn't have to be that complicated. What? What? what yeah. What? Are, what are the good conditions? Uh, what? Are, what? What types of? I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, as with wine, you don't want it to be something that's too hot. Right. Uh, you know, you want it to be in a lower part of your house that uh, mm-hmm. at least room temperature, po- probably below. Below, I would think. Right? Ideally, for beer, and I, I am very clear of say, ideally, you want it about sixty degrees, so somewhere in the basement center of the house protected you want it obviously away from the light and things like that but it's ideally when i first started selling beer i was in an apartment and i just found a good closet kind of in the center of the apartment sorry (laughs) we've been (laughs) drinking a lot again yes (laughs) yes Um, um it was in the center of the apartment so i mean it was not it didn't say 60 degrees it was probably closer to 70 year round but um, it was constant, I think, was the, 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 the biggest thing I think you need to look for is a constant kind of temperature. You don't want those swings and the changes. You want, it to, you want the beer to, to lay down, to rest, to, right. to find an equilibrium. It'll, it'll age quicker with it being hotter, but that's, you know. Obviously, even though most of the beer that you would be interested in aging or, or putting down would be um, – uh, not to allow any sort of direct sunlight right. at it or whatever, any kind of direct light at all uh, is, is dangerous for beer, even if the beer is in brown bottles, which right. generally they are. Um, um, and then, again, I, I I wonder to myself if there are certain, obviously there are certain beers that benefit more uh, from cellaring than other styles um obviously the darker ones but are there any light are there any of the light styles that you would think that would some of some of the belgians that um have some 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 of interesting yeasts and stuff sometimes are fun i i don't know that um it's not my thing necessarily sours are fun sometimes brett beers are interesting you could take a brett ipa and 
you know, IPAs typically are not recommended for cellaring because those hops are, are the first thing that drops out of a beer and goes away. But when you have that Brett in there, the hops drop out, the Brett kind of dries the beer out, it, it changes it into something else. It's it's not, there is no right and wrong. And I think that's what, um, one of one of the, the beers that I do like to sell every once in a while is that Sierra Nevada Celebration, which we had a growler here we were kind of sipping on that, um, it's an IPA, it's a fresh hop IPA. Right. But if you, if I leave it for six months, those hops drop out and it, it turns into something else it's not an ipa anymore but it's it's still a good beer you know you just you kind of try things and figure out what works for you right right and 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 i know there are a lot of people for instance uh bell's hop slam is a big one to try to get three four five years in a row and then do a a vertical uh, (laughs) a vertical tasting i don't know if that's i don't know if that's fair for for a big ipa like that though i mean like you said it it changes into something different but it changes you know it's it's not an ipa anymore it's something else but is it fair or is it just it's just different right 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 it's it's a fun experiment uh any recommendations suggestions for local cincinnati beers that uh, should be cellared and uh, i know there was a big thing a few weeks ago with uh, with dark charge with dark from charge. braxton it's, yeah it's early to tell on stuff like that i assume dark charge is going to age well i assume some of these trunk series from mad tree are going to age well you posted uh, on um, on on so- social media though at the dark charge opening that they included some sort of a instruction on selling the dark charge they did which uh, and i actually you know we'll call out mad tree here and say they need to start doing this with their some of their bottle releases coming giving people notes on 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 cellaring and understanding what cellaring is and um i think in here let me scroll through and see if I can find it. it. Three months after the Dark Charge release, our brewing team will be releasing their first tasting notes, which provide a broad and complete assessment of the flavor profile changes that they have noticed in the bottles that they are aging. This additional information will aid in your decision-making as to when to drink it. So the brewery is going to provide tasting notes kind of as the aging goes on on the bottles to say, here's what we're tasting. If... But you tasted off tap as well that they had tapped, and I and, and I, I I do think that's really important to always try fresh, and if there you know to understand those things that are going to drop out of a beer, you know the alcohol is going to kind of mellow out, the hops are going to drop out, the spices and things like that are going to kind of fade back, and it's all going to kind of even out. If you don't want that, just drink it fresh, you know. You know it's uh, again and sort of as i said at, at, at kind of the start of this thing you know brewers brew beer to drink to be drunk immediately first and then the the sort of cellaring or right. aging or whatever of it in bottle is something that's obviously up to the consumer whether it, they want to do it or not and and beers that are available every year which we don't know how they're going to handle like dark charge and access Monday and things like that. Can you get it every year? We don't know yet, but to be able to, to set up these vertical tastings, you know, stash them away every year. And then in, you know, five years, you know, try a vertical of different years of the beer and see, well, 
I really like how it did here. I like how it changed here, but I still want to drink it fresh. You know, like it, it's not for everybody. It's not sometimes fresh is best, you know? Well, sometimes you don't have enough patience well, <laughs> and that's to, to wait for, to wait for six months or a year or a year that's, and a half. But that's important too. Beer. When you're, when you're picking where you put your cellar in your house, don't put it somewhere that's really easy to get to. <laughs> Because it does, it there is nothing worse than buying a case of beer, and you kind of drink on that case for a while, and then eventually you have one. It's like, oh my god, I I get it. This is finally this point where this beer has changed to a point where it's better to me. It tastes different enough that I could see this being it, and then finding like you have two bottles left. Right, know? right, yeah. And it's like yeah. I have to wait another ten years. Sure. So just you know, be patient. Buy enough that you, if you want to try it every six months, you can. I give a lot of credit to those people that can be patient with that kind I, of thing. I, we, I'm, 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 very, I'm a very impatient person. We don't keep uh, a big seller at my house. I, I keep probably, probably three cases total, maybe, between bombers and 12-ouncers. Just as fun things to play with. That the, sh- that the shoots... Abyss is incredible. That's it's this really, is really, really incredible. Way better after a year than it is fresh. Okay, and, and then the uh, Rasputin, uh, the Rasputin, I like the I like the fresh better. Yeah, and I get I get that. And I and so um, and but did, what did what was your preference on the Rasputin? I like it at six months. Okay, so you like it? Uh, you didn't like uh, it the year? No, you, I I don't I don't not like it. Either. Well, no, no, right. <laughs> I really like it that, fresh, and I really like it at fresh, a year. Six months to me is my is the optimal my gold standard if I have and, a choice. And, and you know what? I think the uh, again the the upshot too is uh, play with it and and, and that's try, you know try especially it. when you're talking yeah. about local beers here in Cincinnati. Fifty West came out with Brett as my co-pilot last year. Nobody knows what that's going to taste like in five years or ten years. Nobody's right. done it yet. You know, Dark Charge from Brett. Nobody knows what it's going to be like. You know the. Uh, all these bottle releases, it's it's experimentation and you have the opportunity to jump in and be one of these people that's kind of setting some kind of standard and tasting things and figuring it out. Or you just, you can, you can wait and see what people say about it and stuff. And maybe you'll get another bottle sometime, maybe not, but you know, just. And, and again, that's one of the great things about craft beer is there's, there aren't any rules you can do. You can, you know, you can buy, you know, you can buy as much as little as you want. Right. You try it, you know, try it fresh. And save there's, it, there's uh, some you know. bottles of stuff where the brewery doesn't even have anymore. Like they're gone. Right. If it was some yeah. kind of small bottle release and you stashed a few away, like there's, there's nothing more fun than being able to walk into a brewery with a bottle of beer and saying, Hey, I've, I've got this. Do you want to come try it sometime? Oh yeah, we don't have any more of that left. And be able to sit down with the person that made that beer and say, "Oh my God, I get this and I get that." And I didn't know that this would come out of this beer. I don't it, to talk about that and to to to, to push that yes. a little further is fun. Yes, it's fun a, stuff. It's it's a that's a thing where where the consumer can actually teach the brewers and right. and 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 so forth. So yeah, it's very cool. Hey, listen, this has been great. We enjoyed some great beers. Again, the Deschutes Abyss, uh, the 2014 uh, uh, Old Rasputin, the 2015 Old Rasputin. Again, I'm sure that there's plenty of people out there that have lots of 
you know, 2014, 2013, 2012 beers that, 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 that are, that, that are just waiting. So yeah, just enjoy it and, and, uh, get what you're, you know, and, and go ahead. It's just stay tuned for some of the local stuff. You know, there's going to be lots of information coming out in the last year or two about, um, how long to try stuff and what happens over time and it's it's gonna be fun can't wait to get a hold of some of that dark charge and some of that are you ready I've for the darkness from uh, got both stashed away in my cellar uh, <laughs> well and the, are you ready for the darkness or are you ready for some darkness depending some on darkness right yeah it's was whatever <laughs> it, yeah, they changed, name, tree, changed right, names right, right. a little bit but um I, it was a little too little too alcohol e for me like it was a little too hot right so i i you know i tried it fresh and i said you know what this was good but here's what i think might change in it if i stash it away and i'm i'm gonna try it in six months or so and maybe it'll be what i want maybe i'll be like shit i should have put this in there for another six months yeah who knows and, and hey if you stick with us on sissy brewcast you probably find out along right yeah. along with us yeah all right, listen, uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, fans. I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. All right, we hope you found that interesting. Um, here, back here on Cincy Brewcast, uh, my name is Mike Cisneros, joined again, as always, by the Gnarly Gnome, and uh, I'm so excited. The Gnome got me something <laughs> for Christmas. I, I feel terrible, too, because like I said, I, 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 I presented Gnome with a bottle of Elysian uh, Winter uh, Ale uh, at the Brewcast Extravaganza, the holiday ex- extravaganza last week at Braxton, but I just handed it to him here, you know, if, for you. <laughs> if my wife wasn't standing here this morning as I was getting stuff ready, this would not be in a bag. I have a so. lovely, it says joy on the front, a, a lovely red bag. So I appreciate this. It means a lot to me that you would uh, think of me in this way. Of course. Uh, and uh, lovely paper and... This ties in a little bit with our uh, our previous conversation ooh, about the cellaring beer, ooh. too, because this has been stashed for the last year, so it is ready to go now. The Sixth Glass Quadruple from Boulevard Brewing in Kansas City, Missouri. Wow, that's nice. Which, this is a perfect example of a beer that I think that when you first, if you if you buy it off the store shelf and drink it, it's a little hot, and there's a little too much alcohol, it just, it needs some time to kind of mellow out and some of those flavors to kind of mingle, so um, it should be. Be and it's, and, and it's seven fifty to boot. Yes. So thank you very much. Of course, um, I will take proper care of this over the next uh, week or so, or in a couple of weeks, and then we'll we'll pop it we'll pop it here on on an upcoming uh, program. But maybe maybe we'll grab a a small uh, format of the, the fresh version too and try them side by side to see kind of how it uh, sounds how good. It aged well, and how it I'm very very uh, I'm very very uh, uh, honored to be given this. This looks terrific terrific uh do you know what dwells in the glass asks old Ole in hans christian anderson's 
The Watchman of the Tower, better known for stories such as The Little Mermaid, Anderson wrote this short cautionary tale for a somewhat older audience. Our quadruple ale, also meant for the mature connoisseur, is a deep and mysterious libation. Dark auburn and full body, it's sweetness deceptive. As Oli describes the glasses in turn, their contents become more ominous until in the sixth glass. And of course, you can read the entire story at BoulevardBrewing.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very, very nice. Thank you so much. Of course. I really appreciate it. Um, in the time that we've got left, we're going to discuss some of the top stories in Cincinnati brewing, Cincinnati beer, which is pretty funny since we have not had one Cincinnati beer since, we've, uh, <laughs> since we started this program, Sorry, Cincinnati. including in the tasting segment. Uh, but, um, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, and, and one which, of the things, which we'll discuss next week or next month. And, and, uh, and one of the things that I did do, and I, I made my, put myself a, a paper together and I had it. You have it somewhere. I don't know what I did with it. Maybe I left it out on the bar or something. Uh, I'll check real quick. But I put together a list of what I thought were the top five, I guess, new beers. And the the thing about my list is maybe I left it upstairs on your kitchen table, on your kitchen counter. Uh, Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I got it right here. I think I, I not being in studio throws us off a little bit. I think. Well, anyway, it's, it was the it was the top, my top five. Um, I think I can recreate it from memory, and I wrote some little talking points about them. But I think I can remember most of it. Uh, the top five new beers. Uh, from Cincinnati breweries in uh, 2015, and some of them are not just individual beers, but more um, kind of a kind of series. Right. And um, my first one that I thought when I was thinking about this yesterday is the Trophy Series by Braxton. Oh my God! Uh, two installments only, but brand new, and of course, somewhat by necessity. Although my second pick comes in uh uh from a from a old older brewery uh but the uh but by necessity most of these are going to be from new breweries because they've had new beers and that's part of the story in and of itself as well oh, for 2015 is the is the new breweries but um i i put in this uh tirade that i put down that i thought that uh, whereas a lot of the other breweries not just in this town but all over the country tend to want to do their single hop exhibitions in great big, big giant, giant yeah. single or double or sometimes even triple IPAs. Uh, Braxton did it in a, in a more subtle way and just a pale ale. And it really, really, f- to me, features the hop. Yeah, I, I think it's a showcase of what those flavors of that hop are. You know, it's. I, I, I get the love of big IPAs and, and you know, clearly Braxton's got it too with that uh, shop talk, but um, I just, you know, if you're uh, to me, if you want to showcase just a hop, 
do it in a pale ale so people can can sit there and and, and drink a whole bunch of it and, and still kind of remember what it tasted like. Kind of kind of crossing our and and to play that into maybe some predictions or some hopes for 2016. It would be nice to see them take that trophy series and do an Ohio or Kentucky fresh hop single hop that would be fun with 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 that with that particular series i think it'd fit perfectly they've and they, they told us um last week on the air that there are some big things coming for the trophy series and i've heard some rumors and i would love to say them but i you know i don't want to step on anybody's toes if it if it ends up being true but um i you know just to, well, like to, I, to to get more people to be able to experience trophy and to see trophy and to understand what trophy is about i think is um is going to be big for Braxton to kind of show. I, I feel like, you know, and, and it seems kind of silly when I say it, I feel like they're kind of getting um, overlooked on a lot of things that they're doing that um, nobody else is, is really doing here locally. And um, I hope that that changes in the next year. And one of the criteria that I had with this list, and I sure wish I could find it, but I don't know, babe, but whatever I did with it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you lost uh, it. Uh, is is uh, that it I wanted it to be stuff that was mostly or primarily available in the tap room, right? Maybe on a on a limited distribution basis, uh, maybe in a bottle here or there. Uh, and my second my second one really really ties into this, and that is the tap room series from Mount Carmel Brewing, and the biggest. I guess exponent of that so far has been their hibiscus blue. Uh, the it started as a firkin. Roger Hill, the taproom manager over there, got a got a firkin of the Mount Carmel Blonde Ale, which is very good beer in its own right, and infused it with uh, hibiscus blossoms and blueberries, and the firkin was gone like that. Right. And then next week, people came back and said. We want more of this beer. Why don't you have this beer? So he put another firkin together for the next week. It was gone again. People, he, he took it off. You know, it was kind of a, you know. Right. And, and the next thing you know, him and Chris, uh, Chris Siegman, the, the, the head brewer, are going to Mike, Mike and Kathleen Dewey and going, hey, wait a minute. I think we've got something here. Well, and and, I, <laughs> I think the biggest thing with that is that it marks a change for Mount Carmel. It, you know, for so long they they did things their way, and they kind of they, they there was not a lot of changes in their beer lineups. There wasn't a lot of exciting things happening in that tap room, and now they've kind of turned a little bit of a corner and said, kind of stood up and said, "Hey, you know, all these all these new guys here in town, you know, we're still here too. Um, see what we can do." And even giving people a reason to come back. Even somewhat room. to Mike's admission in, in in our interview, which you can go back and check. Uh, our past shows on uh, www.cincybrewcast.com and also on soundcloud.com mike slash cincybrewcast um, even to his admission kind of drag kicking and screaming right. I mean sort of like eh, we didn't, you know the tap room experience started out as nothing because they were just brewing beer and selling it you know around like micro micro right. locally uh, and then little by little the tap room came online and then a few other things started happening and then when Roger came in he really kind of blew up wanted to really 
blow up the tap room because now they've got the big canopied area on the they got the patio and an outdoor fireplace and they've got they've got all that property now over there so there's huge huge plants for that for and, that area for that uh, brewery and they started rolling out their bomber releases which was born the ice cream stout was right. born again of of a firkin that roger did and said you know and people went crazy for it and i've had it and it's really damn good. I mean, it's really <laughs> it's really a nice beer. They just announced their first core beer edition in years with I think it was a what was it a rye pale ale, um, something like that. That that you know that that's the first beer that they've added to that core lineup. And and since I can remember, since they kind of switched um, the copper around, I guess you know I, I it, it's fun to see those changes in the old breweries that are have been around forever. My third pick of the year, it was aforementioned, and I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was terrific. Uh, everything uh, from this brewery is new in 2015, but uh, I really liked the uh, Maverick Chocolate Porter from Taft's Ale House. Oh, yeah. And it's um, fun seeing them kind of moving into distribution a little bit and, again, getting that beer out to some of the stores and some of the people that may have not been down to the tap room yet. And the beer that he's putting out is just—they're nailing it. Oh man, they're nailing it every time. Of course, Kevin Moreland's a graduate of Listerman's. Uh, Jared Hamilton's a graduate of Mount Carmel. Uh, so, uh, so those guys, you know, they—they they, they know they got their chops down over there. Right. So, um, uh, and that beer made, you know, package as Liquid Advent with the addition of chilies and cinnamon for kind of their first holiday beer. It was also their first 16-ounce uh, can release. Um, beautiful can, too. Beautiful, beautiful can. Beautiful design. Uh, and and uh, it was a really special beer. Tina, uh, who, as many of you listeners know, is a pastry student at the Cincinnati State and has been working hard. She, she put together a um, beautiful uh, bush de noel i don't know if you know what it is but it's like a looks like a log and it's got uh chocolate uh, icing and and like, uh, like a big ho-ho yeah and meringue yes exactly <laughs> meringue uh, and um, i ate that while drinking the liquid advent and i'm going to tell you it was an absolute mind-blowing the, experience those experiences where food and it beer was click. just amazing yeah. and um so, you know, hell, you with that liquid ad with that liquid admin, I think you could eat a Hostess chocolate pie. Probably, probably anything chocolate. <laughs> that beer, yeah, that is a special one. It's, um, I'll throw one in here too. I know, you yeah, please your do. List, um, and it's it's kind of off the wall, but I think it kind of represents something. And um, Christmas pickle from Urban Artifact. There you go. Is a recent one here that they just killed the keg of and. Um, I mean, it just it blew my mind when I sat there and tasted this beer. It was their Goza just infused with um, dill and cucumber, and it didn't smack you in the face of of pickle, but it definitely tasted kind of like a pickle. And man, it was good. It's just you know, and that I think it represents a little something from them. They are they're down there just kind of plugging away, kind of doing their thing, and um, not really paying attention to the status quo, and not. Um, not listening to people who tell them they can't do something and they just, they kind of do what they want and they're doing it very, very, very good. And in, in that vein, um, 
the fourth one that I just put together on this little list was Urban Artifact, and it was the Chariot. Oh yeah, which blew my freaking mind. Oh, alongside, uh, I'll put it alongside the Key Punch too. That that kind of same. Series. I was not a, uh, you know, I, uh, I went for the Key Punch uh, opening, and I was not. It was good. Um, I, I just I call I it the, know, but, the pie series is what boy, I call it. That 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 yes, absolutely. <laughs> they both taste absolutely. like pie. They, they, if you could ever make a beer taste like cherry pie, cherry it was it, man. It just had that tartness, the cherries, and then the the yeast that they used yeah. just give you that gave you that sort of vanilla. I said on the show because it was debuted on the show right. by uh, Brett and. Uh, um, and Josh and Josh over at um, they came to the studio. They brought it with them, and, and then I went to see him. Actually, the next day after the show, I drank two of them. It's not like some of the some of the goes ones like that. You can drink one, right? But that one, <laughs> I just it was it was really really delicious. And they were serving it nice, really cold, right? And it was really good cold and and uh i thought it was just i thought it was a fantastic beer i mean i really it's, really loved it and you know we have to kind of give them um a little bit of a hats off because they, they're still in their first year you know they opened this year and it's it's hard to to really wrap your head around that with some of these breweries to you walk in there and you see how polished everything is and how how great the beer is tasting well and, and you talked about the key punch and i'm sort of was like I drank the key punch. They had been open three months. Right. They they along with Braxton and Tafts and uh, even though they they they're very finished and polished, they're still tuning some stuff in. Right. They're still fine tuning. They're still tweaking some recipes. They're still doing it. And 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 um, that goes into kind of a wider argument we talk about um, that when you get a when you get a new brewery. And you go, and we talked about this a couple of shows ago with uh, with Steve Shaw and with uh, Eric Bosler and with uh, Sean, Sean Willingham. Uh, that that man, you got to kind of give them almost kind of give them a break right. the first six months because they're still dialing things in. We as, still we as drinkers need to be a little little more hesitant on on constantly grading people and constantly you know throwing our opinions around and smacking people in the back of the head and saying I don't like you you're doing this and you know things change people improve people um i'll I'll throw another one on the list here um i was out at uh, fibonacci right before the holidays and um they had just put a new seasonal on tap their coffee stout and then their marty's ipa and it's it's leaps and bounds over anything they were doing when they first opened their doors not the way they were bad when they opened their doors but they're better now than they were then it's you know just keep giving people chances and, and, and keep drinking beer. Yeah, and that's all we that's all anybody that's involved in craft brewing should ask right. is that no matter what you, you know, no matter no matter when you go or where you go, especially if it's a new place. I mean, I can understand if you go to a place that's been in business for 3 years. But but even <laughs> But even then, isn't that amazing? But you, I mean, you, you can know. you can walk in some of the sure. most seasoned breweries around town and have a bad experience. That doesn't mean that it's a bad brewery. Right. Try it again, and it doesn't Try mean it's it a bad again. beer. They no, may have just, had an off batch or send an email to the brewer if you had something that you didn't like that the taste you think was off. Tell people, let them let them sort it all out, 
and just just keep trying and keep supporting these these local breweries that are that are doing this for for us for the drinkers. And then sort of my final entry on this uh, was "Don't Talk Shit About Norwood" by Listerman, and I just think it's a really fun beer. It's it's a little bit lower ABV than than all the other ones on the list. What four point two I think is what it is, um, and and. I just think it's a fun beer. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a pale ale, uh, but it's not kicky in the teeth with too many hops. It's not too malty. It's really nicely balanced, and I really thought what they were trying to do in in their own special way, as 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 Dan Listerman is sort of want to do, is in in you know his role as the I guess the resident Cincinnati beer sage. Right, uh, it is almost mimic. American light lager to a certain extent and say, Hey, you know what? This is what ruled the roost in the Norwood tap rooms uh, for 150 years, you know, but there's a new sheriff in town and his name is Dan Listerman. Right. <laughs> on the, on the other end of the spectrum for, for Listerman, I have to mention that elusive double IPA that they put out that shows that they can, they can roll with that crowd too, because it was, it was amazing. Like they, you know, it, it's fun to see breweries that, haven't done a certain style and people, Oh, they can't do that style. They can't do it. And then, you know, to see that brewery kind of give everybody the middle finger and say, well, here you go. You know, we can do it. We just, sometimes we don't. And it's, it's fun to see, especially some of these older, more established breweries kind of throwing some stuff out there that kind of catches people off guard. I'll, um, I'll put Christian Moreline up there too, for, um, this new can series that they've been putting out. They, you know, rolled out that red hop mess, the um the, the push real pilsner the push real pilsner um, was freaking solid the, the, the t bird i mean they they've got some beers that they're pushing out that just i did like the t bird too just if, like really really good stuff that people wouldn't ever have attributed to them a year ago or something so it's fun to see them kind of changing with this changing landscape in cincinnati it's it's been a fun year okay that's some of our uh um uh, favorite beers from uh, the 2015 year in cincinnati craft uh, beer. I'm going to get that paper that I wrote and I'm going to post it on www.cincybrewcast.com so you guys can read and 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 if you want to throw you know throw me a, something real quick on the ones that you dropped in there and we'll have some honorable mentions and then think about some of the breweries uh, some of the places that did come out with new stuff that we didn't need. I had some honorable mentions on there. Those slipped my mind completely. Um, uh, right now, uh, but there's news from from Old is, Firehouse and oh from yeah. Blank Slade and from uh, and from Fibonacci. All oh, the toll, the Toll House uh, Fibonacci Toll House is yeah. one that I that I put in my honorable mention. Um, uh, so so yeah, and hit us w uh, dot um, All the social uh, media, uh, you know, just uh, Cincy Brewcast at gmail dot com, uh, Brewcast at, at uh, Cincy Brewcast on Twitter, uh, our Facebook page Cincy Brewcast. You can find. Uh, you can you can send us your suggestions, your ideas, and uh, we'll, what we'll do is is we'll we'll go through all of them that you send us, and if we get one we like, uh, we'll get your information. We'll send you a Cincy Brewcast T-shirt. Uh, we'll be back with uh, some of our, I guess, uh, top craft beer, Cincinnati craft beer, and nationally as well stories uh, from the year. Uh, we're heading on. To, uh, to uh, our final episode of 2015, which right. sounds pretty ominous, <laughs> uh, to finish our our, uh, our our final episode of 2015 here on Cincy Brewcast. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. This is Sean Willingham from Municipal Brewworks in Hamilton, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Good, but a little less shatter. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Perfect. A little you know what? less shatter. Less less shatter. I, w- I wish she would have been on tape. I wish she had a mic in front of her. You know what? No beer for you. There's something. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Ho, ho, ho. You're listening to Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. No, shoot your eye out. <laughs> I love that so much. The, the Dan Listerman was my former favorite, uh, talking about nobody's going back to that craft beer crap. But that one there is, and, and I, we should not have so much fun at Shane's or Sean's expense. <laughs> he doesn't but care. dear God, it was uh, just <laughs> Tino just tearing everybody up. So, mm. um, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. Uh, Mike Cisneros along with a gnarly gnome and uh, and. Uh, Big We're, big story. I mean, we've got to start doing an after show on Periscope. We've got to start doing that because I charge people some for of it. those some of those memories are I think some of the the, the fun ones of the show to me. Um, um, so the 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 top stories of 2015, obviously, what is a six six new breweries came online in, in 2016 or 2015 s- rather somewhere around there i mean uh we had fibonacci we have uh we had um tafts we had urban artifact we have um uh braxton of course how, how can we forget braxton that's four that i can just name off the top right. of my head um it's and i think it's going to be the big story next year too probably the big story of the year after that too it's it's fun to see especially that here in cincinnati we've still been just new breweries not somebody else closing you know there's been a couple in ohio that have closed over the last year and um, we've still kind of been safe from that so it's it's good to see you know the growth of of craft beer that just continues to continues to climb a big story from rick Arman. he he shared it on all his right. uh, social media and everything that he wrote for akron beacon journal about you know his top five top five or ten you know ohio craft beer stories and um and not just in cincinnati but all across the state uh new breweries coming online uh, and it's just an incredible uh, an incredible growth um uh, that uh, that seems to continue on unabated yeah. and 
I think what would be interesting is to find out the reasons why the ones that closed closed um, when there's so much other expansion and stuff like that going on. Right. And I guess there's lots of reasons, um, you know, from just financial situation of, of you know, maybe undercapitalized when they started. Um, I, I really seriously doubt any of them are, you know, closing because the beer was not good or because right. there were problems with, you know, uh, but... Um, but it would be interesting to find out uh, just particularly. I think then the expansion stories, if the new breweries coming online oh, yeah. is number one, the the expansions has got to be number two. And here in Cincinnati, two great big ones, um, uh, Gamel Nagy from, uh, from Rivertown came on the show and announced uh, that they were going to be expanding out in Monroe, Ohio. And... Then 50 West, of course, down right. on Route 50 in uh, in Newtown, uh, taking over uh, the 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 entire other side of the, the street. other side <laughs> of the street that had been sort of the Hahana Beach uh, sort of uh, beach bar, you know, sand volleyball sort of uh, attempt. And uh, but you know, it's almost funny when you when you drive by there and you look at that place, you're like, you know. They might have built that with something, built right. that place with something else in mind. Well, and I think one that slipped under the radar a little bit is Moreline. Moreline had a huge expansion that just kind of, because you can't see it and because it's tucked away in that building, um, I think a lot of people don't realize that that's happening too. That they are, I, I want to say it was triple production, something like that, of what they were. I at. think so. Yeah. Um, just you know, just absolutely these big juggernauts in the city. You know, Mad Tree. Um, has announced that they, you know, are definitely looking at a new space there in Oakley. And, um, again, just, just massive, massive, massive changes. And I've heard some crazy, crazy rumored numbers for how big that they're going to be. So it's just, uh, of course, Rheingeist in the last year has, right. They, they did um, their announced their, their, uh, production increase, the production space increases and their new, uh, rooftop roof garden or rooftop, tap room or whatever you want to call right. it uh which is which is really capitalizing of course they're going to be really want to expand and want to get as much as they can right. because they're right on the streetcar line the streetcar is a reality it's it, you know the first two cars are on the street the two, more, two more cars will be coming uh, in the next uh, six months or so and by the middle by the by the middle of the year this year those those they will be running and i'm sure one of the primary stops will be at rheingeist as well it should be i mean because they put out rheingeist um, was the first um private business that put money into the street car line and um you know they didn't do that because they they thought that the the cars were pretty they did it because they want they want this to succeed and um there's no reason why it's not going to on the other you know talking expansion another big rumor that's kind of been flying around is dogberry you know one of the the first nano breweries in the city ish you know depending on how you define the city and nano but um has there's there's some big rumors flying around about them expanding their brew system and kind of getting a little bit bigger and so it's going to be interesting to see if that happens and if so how big they get and um i mean it's it's fun stuff to see and then and then um i think one of the big stories in 2015 and it's sort of in a negative um connotation uh very surprising how few 
national awards that have been won by Cincinnati breweries. We kind of cracked, they kind of cracked the, the ice a little bit in 2014. So there was some thinking that there was going to be some, with some really excellent beers that have been brought out by a lot of the local brewers, um, that there was going to be a, a kind of a real breakthrough in 2015. And that really didn't, that really didn't happen for anybody who's a fan of Cincinnati sports though. We're kind of uh, very familiar Are we with, used to <laughs> with being, being overlooked and let down. And, um, so it kind of fits the, uh, the yeah. chip that the city has on its shoulder about yeah. stuff. I, you know, I, I still stand firm that this city stands right up there with some of the best beer cities in the United States right now. And as far as quality of beer that's being put out. Absolutely. And, 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 um, earlier in the show, we, we drank a lot of beer from across the country, literally. Um, and, it was all terrific. No problem with any of it. The Firestone Walker, the Sonoran, the Maine, and the, uh, the, um, um, uh, the Brown Ride the, Girl. The Brown Ride Girl from Unno- Unknown. Mm-hmm. Unknown. Uh, but. Which I'm going to drink some more. With the possible exception of the White Chocolate by Sonoran, there isn't any of those other ones that, that, either aren't being done here or that aren't rivaled right don't rival that aren't rivaled by something that's being done here and my god that's just such a great you're, testament you're talking firestone walker yeah. one of their one of their big flagship ipas that everybody raves about and i think there are better ipas in cincinnati i don't know if they're better i think there's better but i think that they're that they compare side by side you can you can sit you know, I, and, they, I, and they, they may be better just because freshness too. You know, that's something sure. that um, that you know, an, a West Coast brewery can't touch in Cincinnati is that I can drive down the street with a growler and fill it up with a beer that was just put in that that keg yesterday. Like you, you just you can't touch that. And so I, and then and then finally, I think twenty fifteen wise is something that again we touched on a little bit earlier, and it. It goes, it's going to come to fruition in 2016, and that is the number that are coming online next year, the number that have right. been announced this year, um, and the number that are coming that will be coming online next year. Municipal Streetside, Nine Giant, um, uh, Woodburn, uh, they're in they're in tests, they're brewing, they're doing their things. We 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 Queen been trying City to Brewery of Cincinnati. Queen City Brewery of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the Anaheim Angels of California Angels of Anaheim? Or? I'm not touching that one. <laughs> so that's something that's going to that, that's something that's going to come to uh, fruition here uh, coming up uh, in the next year. Or so, and again, it's the year of Cincy Brewcast too. And again, as, as, as I was just getting ready to say that that. This is the last episode of our of, of the 2015 calendar year for us. We came online in 2015, back in March. Uh, we're only a couple of months away from that auspicious <laughs> anniversary date. That's great. Uh, if you had told me that we were going to be able to knock out 50, 51, 52 episodes uh, weekly, and and really, I feel it. I don't know if I'm completely right, if I'm off base or whatever, but I feel like we've become a real part of the craft beer community. Uh, we've been, um, uh, we, 
you know, we were kind of freshmen with Braxton and Urban Artifact right. and Dog and uh, not so much Dog, we were Fibonacci and and a couple of the guys that have come online. So we're really this year. So we're really lucky to be uh, sort of have a have be 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 in a great freshman class, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, and, and and again, you know, the next year is going to be you know incredible for the things that we're doing and the things how this is going to change and uh, we've got the the hard part figured out now and um it's it's now about growth and and uh establishing uh who we are i guess and the first one is coming up on january the 18th absolutely we are going to be in wait a minute yeah we give this the gravity it deserves <laughs> we mentioned it briefly just very quickly at the end of our program uh last week at braxton but we are going to be going to the mecca of cincinnati craft beer and that is the moorline lager house january 18th 8 p.m live on periscope tv we're we've been invited in by greg hard personally invited by greg hardman to come to Moreline Lager House. We are, of course, going to speak with Greg and, uh, and... And eat some candied pork belly. And eat some candied pork belly and drink some of their terrific beers and, and talk with Greg about everything that's going on with uh, Moreline, with their expansion, with his resurrection of the Cincinnati Heritage brands, mm-hmm. uh, Utapol and Little Kings. And Burger. And, and Burger. And turning turning them into quality beers. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to shake his hand and I'm going to say what you have done with the Utapol Pure Lager is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know if you caught it, but this is the return this year was the return of the Houday beer. Yes, yes. Which, when I saw that, it about brought a tear to my eye to see it again. Yes. It, uh, something that I think that Cincinnati football fans have been clamoring for for years. And hopefully it's a harbinger. Hopefully it's a good omen. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the last time they did it, it was it was Cincinnati and Miami in, in the Super Bowl. It didn't turn out the way that we, that we would have hoped. But uh, for... Um, what uh, f- uh, fifty nine minutes and uh, thirty four seconds? We were the <laughs> we were the best team on the field. <laughs> you know it it's it's going to be a very big show. So I think. and then as part of that show, uh, we're going to get together with our friends from the Greater Cincinnati Craft Beer Society mm-hmm. Facebook group uh, and be joined by a couple of their members who have. Shall we say we're, differing opinions? We're going to take the argument live. <laughs> differing opinions on whether and I'm I'm excited about this because this is something that I get into with people online too. Um does does it matter if you want to drink local or not? Does drinking local even make sense anymore? Should you be just running out to your favorite bottle shop and just buying any bottle willy-nilly off the shop? I mean, we we tried some great beers here today that were not from Cincinnati. It, and e- and even the bigger story of that right. comes in with big beer and right. I mean the the I guess the craft beer wide story of 2015 is the acquisition of 
Breckenridge. Breckenridge, just recently announced by Anheuser-Busch. Uh, Constellation Brands paying $1 billion for Ballast Point Brewing yeah. uh, in San Diego, and on and on and on. And and th- then the proliferation of, of craft beer into big national brands with breweries in two or three different locations to try to serve a national... Uh, taste in a national audience for craft beer, big concerns like like uh, brew dogs coming right. put putting putting together a, a brewery that's going to open up uh, just an hour just and a half north street. of us in in Columbus next year. And so, what happens if 2016's big story is a local brewery selling to a big beer company? You and know, is is that going? Does that change? Cincinnati does that change your opinion of that brewery does that change the beer what you know just what what is that that other what what does that mean what does it all mean you know and 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 I think the venue again Moorline Lager House in the beer garden 8 p.m live in the tap in the tap room and live on Periscope and we would definitely want you to come be a member of the studio audience Please. if you have if if you did not make it down to Braxton, and see just what electricity we get going, how much fun we have when we're down, when we're live, and we're doing stuff. We're gonna have an audience mic set up so people can come and, and make their share your their comments and share their opinions. Um, but it's a it's it's kind of an interesting we we are nexus too in Moreline because Moreline is sort of big, right? It's I the, mean they the, were bigger the, the, than the quote unquote big Cincinnati. Brewery. Yeah, they were bigger than you know. They were bigger than any of the guys that are that, that that are. They were bigger than Ryan Geist. They were bigger than Madtree. Now those guys may outstrip them in in the next in the year or two to come. But uh, right now, they they, you know, they're the big daddy. But you know, I I think the you know, come out to the show. We you know we 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 always tote ourselves as the voice of Cincy Craft, and and we are that for a reason. That's why we call ourselves that you know for a reason because you can come to our shows. And you can you can talk to brewers, you can talk to beer geeks, you can stand at a microphone, you can get your opinion and your voice heard, because you you know everybody we're all part of Cincy Craft. This is this community is something bigger than just the person that's brewing that beer up on that that brew deck. You know it's 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 a much bigger picture, and I think we want to capture that at our live shows. So. Absolutely. Um, um, and then by way of promotion, next week. Uh, which is going to be uh, January 4th. We'll be back in the studio. It'll be our first show of 2016. Uh, Tina will be back on board. Uh, We will be doing um, sort of a, we will be tasting, of course, as we always do from the beer fridge. And we will be doing uh, predictions, New Year's resolutions, um, I've, I've made one already, which I'll bring, which I'll put forth uh, next week as well. And, um, and then we'll go from there. The other, we'll have a show the 11th, uh, stay tuned on what the topic is going to be for that one. And then big time there on the 18th at, uh, at Moreline Lager House. And please join us. We're going to have a great time. Definitely. And, 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 um, you know, every month, once a month, we are going to be doing live shows all through 2016. So keep an eye again on facebook um, we'll have events up on there and uh um, if you can't make it out you know make it out to the next one so Just listen i think that's uh i think that's a wrap on a pretty so. on, on a pretty good show that we uh kind of put together here uh, pretty quickly so uh listen uh tina will be back with us next week uh we will be back in the studio oh let me play one last oh wait a minute 
See, you know, if I knew how to work this stuff, it would be great. <laughs> Hold on. Ah, there it is. The holy grail of Christmas gifts. The Red Rider 200-shot range model air rifle. You are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> this is Brett Coleman Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. So that is going to bring us to a close here on Cincy Brewcast. Gnome at the gnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. Thank Writing you. like a you-know-what. And I, of course, my name is Mike Cisneros. It's been a pleasure to be with you for this edition of Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Awesome. That's a wrap. Thank you, Periscope. (laughs) I keep wanting to thank Periscope. (laughs)